0: Thank you. that you bring to us, Lord, and uh, just for loving us so much to send your uh, son
1: to be born, Lord, to uh, live a perfect life and to die on the cross for our sins. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to be here for all those who are here today and for all those watching online. We pray for Brother Darrell as he delivers your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: on this journey I get lost in my mistakes what looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. my story isn't over my story's just begun they won't define me because that's what my father does they won't define me because that's what my father does Ooh.
2: shame at the door cuz it ain't worked on
0: Perfect, you just wanted my heart. And the story isn't over if the story isn't good. They is never final when the father's in the room. They is never final when. Find hope. Love is on the move when the father's in the room. Raise his nose, fling wide. The dead come to life. Love is on the move when the father's in the room. Miracles take place in the cynical find faith. Love is breaking through.
2: Father's in the room. Jericho's walls are quaking. Strongholds now are shaking. Love is breaking through when the father's in the room. Love is breaking through when the father's in the room. still on your throne, so whatever I'm feeling, I've still got a reason to pray.
1: Children's Church, and uh, if, you're, if you've are if got anybody in the youth group who walked in late, the youth group is helping in Children's Church today, so you're welcome to go over there with them if you have anybody. This week and next week, if the Lord wills, will be the, we'll end up, uh, finish up the book of Hebrews. Today is Hebrews chapter 13, 22 through 24, and if the Lord wills works this out. Next week will be Hebrews 13.25 will be the last verse in the book. All right. All the kiddos situated. I want to ask you to pray with me this morning. Fathers, we uh, come into your house and take this time right now. Uh, Thank you for, for the worship Time that we had, and we can we continue in the worship time. It's just a different kind of it, and uh, help us as we uh, calm ourselves, calm our mind, calm our heart, our soul, and listen as your Holy Spirit speaks to us through your Word. I, I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to someone here that, here this morning, speaking to me. Your Holy Spirit is speaking to me. Father, uh, help us to listen. There's no drought in the Word of God. There's no absence of the Word of God. It's the ears. There's nothing wrong with God's voice. There's nothing wrong with God sending out His, his message. There's nothing wrong with Him, and there's nothing wrong with the message that He sends. It's, it's our it's, it's me, Lord, it's me. So help me to listen and to respond to what your Holy Spirit's saying to me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, if you're looking at the uh, Matt, let's go back. I'm sorry I didn't tell you I was going to do this. This is what we usually call the title screen. And look at, uh, these are just some people, look like students gathered around a table Bibles are open. Just take a minute, just look at them. You don't know them, they don't know you. Uh, each one of them is different. And I don't know if you think about this very very often. I've told you before, when I'm sitting in a, in a, a, a traffic jam, while a lot of you are wanting or thinking one thing, a healthy thing to do, is think about everybody else in every other car. Well, think about them. Each person is so different, and each person has their own story. Everybody around the table, I don't have any idea who they are, but every one of them comes from a different home and a different background and a different testimony. Okay, So there's that, Hebrews chapter 13, 22 through 24. Now we can put the screen up. The scripture up, but uh, the same is true here this morning. Every, every seat, every person in the seat, you've come into the Lord's house this morning with a different story. E- each one is unique. Every background is different. And every story going on right now with you is different. Different things have happened last week. And your story this week is different from what it was last week. And it will be different next week. And it's changing all the time. Every one of us is in a different spot. Hebrews chapter 13, 22, as he ends up the chapter, the writer, the pastor says, And I appeal to you, brethren, bear with the word of exhortation what I've written to you, for I have written to you in a few words. That's up for debate, isn't it? 13, Thirteen chapters I've written. You think I'm long-winded. I've written to you in a few words. And know that our brother Timothy has been set free. Who was? We're assuming Timothy's been in jail. He's been set free. With whom I shall see you if he comes shortly. So Timothy and the author of Hebrews will come to see them shortly. Here's what I want you to see. Verse 24, "Greet all those who rule over you and all the saints. Those from Italy greet you." Look at the words "all" is in there twice. "Greet all those who rule over you and all the saints." When I read the verse, you know, there's so many things, I guess, to key key in on. But for some reason, the Holy Spirit would not let me get away from that word all. Not some of you, but all of you. All of you. Greet each other. Not some. You don't get to pick and choose in church. You don't get to pick and choose. You want to. But the Lord's house and the church and this church is about all, not some, but all. So everybody who walks through the door is special, is unique, is welcome, is loved. Not some of us, but all of us. And I cannot think of any better way to say it. And if you're, I'm sorry, if you look, in, it, there is an outline of this on the back side of your announcements. You'd like to use that. But I want to use, uh, to start with 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And Paul says this so well, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 19 through 23. i I'm gonna, Before I read it, I want to tell you this. I'm not going to go ne- into this near as much as I thought that I would. But a few weeks ago, I was just uh, upset with myself. Uh, kick myself after church. And I hope you don't use are I hope when I tell you this, you're going to say, well, I don't remember him do- doing that. But I just, I was I was kicking myself because a few weeks ago, I was frustrated with you. <laughs> I know you probably can't imagine that. But I was frustrated with you and I preached at you instead of with you. And I know technically to say Preaching with someone doesn't really make any sense because you're not preaching, but yet, in a way, some of you do because you preach with me, right? I know you do. I, I can feel it. Some of you know what I'm going to say before I say it because you're on track. You're preaching with me. I don't ever, I, I, I'm tried, to, I want to be able to say that a few weeks ago when I did that, that's the last time I'm ever going to do that. Preach at you. I was frustrated. You know, some of you do this, some of you aren't doing this, and, and I was frustrated, so I was preaching at you, and I know I did it. I hope you don't, I hope you go home and say, I don't remember that. Good, I don't want you to. But I remember it. And I just swore to myself, of course, that doesn't mean it's going to ha- happen, it just means that, I, that I'm, I'm intending it to. I don't ever want to do that again. I want to preach with you, I'm one of you. I'm not better than you. I'm not better than any of you. We're all in the same boat. We're all trying to get to the same place. We all serve the same, the same Savior. I'm not any better. I'm unique. I realize that. But in that way, I'm different, but not different as in better. I never want to preach down to you. I never want to preach at you. I want to preach with you, okay? All right. Paul is going to say this so well that it captures it so well. 1 Corinthians 9 begins with 19. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant. to uh, You see the word all? Though I am free from all men, I don't have to do this, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. Verse 20. And to the Jews I became as a Jew that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law as under the law that I might win those who are under the law. Those are Jews. Verse 20. 21, those who are without law, the Gentiles, as without law, not being without law toward God, but under the law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became as weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, all people, that I might by all means save some. Now, I do this for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker of it with you. You see that? With you. I do this for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker of it with you. And that's the way I want it to be with us. I want to do this with you. I'm not going to preach at you. I'm going to preach with you. Matt, can you go back to 22? You go backwards. Uh... To the weak I became, that I might, I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now let's leave that there just a second. I realize, and you're going to hear people say this, I don't save anybody Jesus saves. We all know that. But that isn't how Paul said it. He says, so that I might save some. Now we know Jesus does the saving, but that isn't how he said it. And we know that it's it's Jesus doing through whatever Paul did. But it takes Paul to do it. It takes somebody to do it. Jesus is going to work through somebody. And here's what I want to tell you this morning. We don't get to. I don't get to. I don't get to pick and choose. It's everybody. It's all of us. Not some of us. Uh, All of us. Okay. Now, going down on your outline, I'm going to use it, it just helps me but I'm going to use the story of I guess my favorite Old Testament prophet is Jeremiah and I'm going to take this story out of Jeremiah chapter Jeremiah chapter 38. I'm not going to read any of the scriptures I'm just going to talk through the story with you and and use the story of Jeremiah and what happened to him and and for us I'm talking about all of us not some of us. So Jeremiah is a prophet to the nation of Judah. Coming down to the end, and, and he, I'm going to try to go through this quick, quickly to get to the heart of the story. So he's prophesying that uh, as the nation of Babylon, the soldiers are outside the city. Jeremiah's pro- prophecy, his answer, his word from God is we need to give up. We need to surrender. Because we are going into captivity, and nothing that we do is going to change that so we need to sur- need to surrender to them things will go well with us if we surrender but if we continue to fight and resist it's not going to go well with us but he was the only prophet saying that and everybody be- almost everybody began to hate jeremiah for the message that he preached because he told people to give up and surrender they didn't want to do that no 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 what you're saying, they, they told him, what you're saying is, is not from God. This, this, this can't be from God. And, and so he, he just stirred up so much anger toward himself and hatred toward himself. All the other prophets were prophesying that Babylon cannot win, that, that we will succeed. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. All the other prophets were saying it. Don't ever give up. Jeremiah alone was saying what God told him to say, if you'll surrender, everything will be well anyway. It got so bad for him. In verse, in chapter 38, coming down toward the end, the, the, everybody was just so upset with him. He wouldn't, he wouldn't stop, though. He wouldn't stop saying what God told him to say. The princes of Judah got so upset with him. They took him. They asked the king, Zedekiah, who's not much of a king at all, no backbone. the, The king, Zedekiah, will do pretty much whatever anybody asks him to do. So the princes of Judah are so upset with Jeremiah, they convince the king to put him in prison. So in the chapter, the word is dungeon. So they drop him into a dungeon. It's more correctly, it's an old well. So it's a cistern. And they drop him into the cistern, and it's mud and muck and mire. There's not any water there, but there's mud there. And Jeremiah sinks down into the mud. And he's left to die. Okay? So there's this man that nobody likes. He's, a, he's almost nobody likes. He's an outcast. Nobody wants to be associate, <coughs> associated with him. Uh, okay, there there he is. But he has a friend, I wrote it down because I keep forgetting the name, Ebed-Melech. Ebed-Melech saw what is happening to J- Jeremiah and he comes to his aid, his rescue. And Ebed comes to the king and he, he convinces the king because the king has no backbone to start with. But he comes to the king um silently, secretly, and and says, Can I I I can't stand it. I want to rescue Jeremiah from the well, the cistern, the pit that he's in. And he convinces the king to let him do it, but he's got to do it secretly. Because the king can't be seen to have, you know, being being on Jeremiah's side. He can't be seen helping Jeremiah. So Ebed, he's allowed to take Thirty men with him, and they go to the well, the cistern, and maybe you'll remember this part. They drop down ropes, and they took uh, some old rags, and Ebed tells them to drop the uh, tells Jeremiah put these rags under your armpits, and and drop down the ropes, and and put the ropes under your armpit, and the rags under your armpit, and this part of the, this part of it is called uh, You Are Jeremiah's Friends. So in a way, you are you are Ebed. You are Jeremiah's friends. Drop the ropes down. Put the rags under your armpit. I mean, that's how far down. We don't know how far down the muck he went, but he, he's had to be quite a way down because this is an effort now. Just the suction of the mud, if you can imagine that. So I don't know if he's up at his waist, he's past his waist. I tell you, when it gets here, I start really getting scared, all right? But I don't know. Uh, apparently, he could get to his arms, put, these un- put the rags under, put the ropes under, and we'll start to pull you out. You are Jeremiah's friends. This is Ebed Going, doing all this for his friend. He's risking his life for his friend, Right? He has to do this in secret so nobody will see this. The king doesn't want him to know doesn't want anybody to know it, that he let Ebed do this. Very similar to when Jesus was hanging on the cross. And on his way to the cross, the disciples all forsook him except for John and the mother. Of Jesus were at the foot of the cross why did everybody forsake him because it's, it, it's, uh, it's that dangerous to be associated with Jesus now if they can put Jesus on the cross they can put you on the cross too and so this is, uh, this is crunch time because you don't want to be associated with Jesus. you don't want to be associated with Jeremiah but Ebed did He took it into his own hands. He took his life into his own hands in a a way for a man who everybody else couldn't stand. Risked his life to pull Jeremiah back up out of the pit. A person nobody else liked. I need you to get this right here. A person nobody else liked the person nobody else would stand up for, the person who had no friends. He wasn't only not popular, he was hated. That's the person Ebed went after. It's not about some of us. It's about all of us. But there are some of us who are unpopular. There are some in your world, who are unpopular, they're outcasts, they're strange, they're weird, they're not only unpopular, they're hated, by everybody else, it seems like. But you're their friend. But you're their friend. And it'd be so easy... To just let Jeremiah die there because that was the intention. Drop him in the well, drop him in the mud. He's going to suffocate eventually. Just let him die. And it had been easy to do that in, in, in Ebed's, Ebed's world because everybody else was going to let him die. Nobody's expecting you to help him. In fact, they don't want you to help him. But Ebed does. That person in your world that's so strange such an outcast <laughs> i didn't know if i was going to share this there's no way you'll ever you'll ever meet this person but i've got a friend who is so strange and amazingly he's not in this room okay i have quite a few friends in this room who are so strange but this one's not this friend is so strange so now he's texting me in the middle of the night and I need to talk to him about that. All this kind of weird text stuff. A while back, this is a little concerning to me. I'm, you got to be careful about your strange friends, because not everything they do and say is wrong. So he's in. He's a lives in a small town in Arkansas. Not not in our town. Lives in a small town in. Arkansas but he got from God that he would start witnessing to people in the middle of the night he's strange now he is strange so he goes around to, so he's walking around town in the middle of the night and he's, he's talking to whoever is outside whoever he'll meet and the message to him is I believe in the only begotten son of God the father Of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I believe that he is the the only way of salvation. I didn't say that right. I believe in Jesus Christ, the only begotten son of the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I believe that he is the only way of salvation. That was the simple message. Then the question, do you believe that too? That's it. I believe in Jesus Christ, the only begotten son of the Father, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I believe he is the only way of salvation. Do you believe that too? He, uh, so he started doing that at night. Just whoever was outside, somebody called the police. So the police show up. The chief of police tell him, you don't need to be doing this. And he was catechorn. He happened to be c- catacorner from his church. And the chief of police pointed to his church and said you need to be saying what you're saying in church on Sunday but you don't need to be saying it on the streets. So he didn't do what the chief of police said And the next night he's out on the street. Do you believe in Jesus? I I believe in Jesus Christ, the only begotten son of the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I believe that he is the only way of salvation. Do you believe that too? And they arrested him and put him in jail. It reminded me of this story. Not the same thing, I didn't have to go to the jail with ropes, you know. A small town in Arkansas, a while back, they arrested a man for saying that. I realize he's strange. And I realize it's the middle of the night. Some of our friends are really strange. But we are after all of us not some of us, all of us. And I want the Holy Spirit to deal with you about this. If there's somebody in your life that's just really out there. And it, it's just, it would be so much easier on you if the Holy Spirit didn't bother you about this. But everybody else seems to separate themselves from them, and I understand that. I understand that. My friend that's so strange has lost almost all his friends, but he hadn't lost me. But almost everybody else said, you're you're just too much. (laughs) Uh, They're not entirely wrong. Now, you may not have somebody like that, but you've got somebody. And it's so easy to dismiss them it's so easy to turn your head and pretend they're not in a well, that they're not down in that, in that pit. Let me ask you, this, is, this has been bothering me. Ebed-Melech stepped out from the crowd to save his friend Jeremiah. He stepped out from everybody else because nobody else is going to do this. He stepped out from all the other prophets. He stepped out from all the other friends that Jeremiah used to have but doesn't have now. He stepped out from all the crowd and he went up to the king by himself. No one else, he stepped up, he stepped out. No one else stepped up with him. And I'm gonna. I'm just praying and asking, and I think I'm responding to what the Holy Spirit's telling me right now. But maybe you're coming up against that right now in your life. It's time for you to do that. It's time, perhaps, for you to stop acting like all the rest of your friends who don't help. It could be that it's time for you to stop. It's time to. St- to, to stop trying to look like all the rest of your friends who don't help. To act like all the rest of your friends who don't help. To fit in with this group who doesn't ever help. They don't ever do anything. People dying without Jesus Christ and, they, and your friends don't do anything. They don't care. And you're just like them. You're just like them. Now, I'm preaching with you because this this convicts me. I love it when people tell me, you don't even look like a preacher. Hallelujah. That's not the goal. You don't even act like a preacher sometimes. I got mad at somebody the other day. They said, you don't even act like a preacher. Preachers don't get mad. Oh, yes, they do. They just don't want to let you know it. It could be that the Holy Spirit's dealing with you about stepping out from the crowd that you're in. That doesn't ever help anybody. You're trying to look like them and act like them, and maybe it's time to stop that and step out. And the Holy Spirit's dealing with you about that. It's time to stop being with the crowd and step out because there are people all over drowning and sinking in pits. And nobody cares. And nobody's got the nerve or the guts to step up to a spineless king and say, I don't. I, I guess nobody else cares that Jeremiah's going to die in that pit, but I do. And for e- Ebed to step up and do that, see, that's going to make him an outcast too. Nicodemus in the New Testament came to Jesus by night. There in John chapter 3, the famous... For God so loved the world, Jesus said that to Nicodemus. And Nicodemus became a disciple of Jesus. And at the end of Jesus' life, Nicodemus helps take Jesus off the cross. It cost him the rest of his life. It ruined his earthly life. He lost all his friends to gain Jesus. But there are people like Jeremiah drowning in pits who need people to step out from the crowd and help pick him up. Now, you are Jeremiah's friends. The next one, the last one, you are Jeremiah. You're the one in the pit. Let's take a second right here because we're switching gears. You're the one. You're the one who needs to be pulled up. Because you're sinking down. Because you came into the Lord's house this morning. You're sinking down. And you know you are. And maybe you've been sinking down for a while. But you don't want anybody to know it. And You want to pretend it's not true. But you're the one in the pit, sinking. And you need somebody to throw a rope down and help you get out. That's why I like when Paul said that I might become all things to all people, that I might save some. See, God works through people. God works through Paul. God could have miraculously just with the hand of God pulled Jeremiah out. That's no problem for God. But he chose to work through a friend who would risk his life to do that. And so God could miraculously do a whole lot of things just with the hand of God. He can do anything. But so many times and almost all the time, he chooses rather to work through people. He chooses rather to work through us. But instead of the friend of Jeremiah, which actually I've been both, I'm Jeremiah this morning. I can't even think about, you know, trying to rescue somebody else out because I'm the one in the pit. In fact, you know, if you're the one in the pit, there's no way you can help anybody else out yet until somebody helps you out. We're gonna have a prayer time this morning. Not just yet, we're going to have a prayer time this morning and when we do, if you are Jeremiah, if you're the one sinking down, if you're the one that just, you know, I can't, I don't even have the energy to help someone else because I just need help myself. Right. We have our prayer time this morning. I'm going to ask you to come. Here's why I asked, let's just wait a second because I want to talk to both groups if you're here this morning and you feel like you're the one in the pit man I just need I need God to pick me up I need God to lift me up because of whatever and everything so much going so many things have gone wrong I just need God to pick me up I'm going to ask you to come and pray. We have altars here. You can kneel and pray. We have chairs here. You can sit and pray. You can stand and pray. I'm just going to ask you to come and pray. Now, if you're Jeremiah's friends, I'm going to ask you to come and pray with them. I'm going to ask you to come and lay a hand on their shoulder and pray with them. I don't want anybody to ever come to an altar here by themselves. I want somebody to come and pray. I'm always here, but I want somebody to come and pray with them. So I'm going to ask you to watch, and I'm going to ask you to, be, to join in, and I'm going to ask you to help somebody. I'm going to ask you to pray for somebody. Ask the, the musicians to come, and we will get ready to, to pray. ask the congregation to stand and I'm going to ask you to be very attentive to the Holy Spirit you feel like you're the one you know you're the one down in that pit despair you're discouraged you're you're just down but you're not ready to stay down and you're asking God to pick you up. And this morning you want to come and pray. I'm going to pray with you. There will be other friends here who will pray, pray with you. And that's what you want. Man, I need that. That's, that's what I want. If you're that person. And there could be some friends here who have people who are not here. That person's not in the room, but you have that that friend that just nobody else seems to care about, nobody else seems to love, everybody else has rejected, but the Holy Spirit's placed them on your mind, on your heart, you need to come and pray for them. Even though they're not here, you need to come and pray for them. If you're the one in the pit, and you just really want somebody to pray for you this morning, we're going to ask you to come If you're one of the friends and you just have somebody on your mind, you really need to come and pray for them. We ask you to come. While they play and sing, we invite you to come to the Lord's altar and pray.
2: is mm-hmm.